Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Just wanted to quickly talk about the Warriors win over the Lakers in game four of the preseason. Now they're four and O, oh, which doesn't mean much, but hey, wins always are good. There was no Steph Curry, no Draymond Green in this game. They both got rest and that's well-deserved. Both those guys know what they're doing, but it also felt like there was a little bit of gamesmanship, right? This was a national TV game. The first time the Lakers are trotting out their quote-unquote big three of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook. So it was kind of like, okay, since they're playing in a week on opening night on Tuesday, it was like Steve Kerr was saying, we're not going to let you guys see how you stack up just yet. It's like, okay, let's keep some mystery to all of this. You know what I mean? Like, let's not show all our cards against their best players. So I can appreciate that. And it was also a good chance for some of the bench guys, younger guys, to get some run on a big stage, a national stage. I mean, we get, I mean, you got to start off with Jordan Poole. That guy, once again, showed how far he's come. I mean, he had two crazy highlight plays. The one where he drove down the lane and LeBron went up to swat him, but then he snuck under with a very, very smooth reverse lefty layup. It was fitting because if y'all remember the playing game that the Warriors lost their last game of the season last year, Jordan Poole, unafraid, went up for a dunk against LeBron James and got swatted. Actually, got fouled, but that wasn't called. So, you know, this is kind of a little symbolic to me. Like he's learning, you know what I mean? Like he's adjusting. And then he also had that sweet move where there was a pick being set for him. He faked, he did a little in and out dribble and just drove straight down the lane and threw it down. Jordan Poole has never been accused of being crazy athletic, but the guy's got a little bit of balance. He can get up quick. And I was like, oh, Okay, you know, and both those plays impressed Reggie Miller on the broadcast. That's always a good sign. And I believe got oohs and ahs from the crowd, in particular, that reverse layup on LeBron. That put people on notice. He still does a few things where, uh, you know, he has like his series of moves and his herky-jerky stuff. And there are moments still where he kind of, runs out of moves and he'll make an errant pass or get trapped or get stuck somewhere. So that's just part of it, but it's nuts. You know, like I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's just crazy that basically Jordan Poole right now is found money. My friend Chung, who has been on this podcast, he believed in Jordan Poole from his rookie season. He thought that there was something really, really solid in those final 20 games where Jordan Poole played a little bit better in 2019-2020. But even he says he could not foresee this. Think about it. Last season, the Warriors had one guy who could really, really, really score, and that was Steph. He was always being doubled, always being tripled, Early in the season, he was getting the box in one. And then you're hoping for Clay to come back. But now, now you have this guy who can go off. And he's not just a spot-up shooter. He's somebody who can punish and tire out defenses. He can go to the basket. He can score at all three levels. He can pass. 
you throw that in the mix, like a mature Jordan Poole with his expanding game, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, he is a huge X factor on a team with, let's be honest, tons of X factors. X factors like James Wiseman, Clay Thompson with his return, the rookies, the health of the veterans and journeymen and stuff like that. But if Jordan Poole can do this on the regular, I mean, this, for most people who pay attention, you would have to think this would bump them up at least another spot or two from wherever you thought they were in preseason rankings, Western Conference rankings, all that stuff. So if you thought they were maybe a a five, hey, this could bump them up to a four. Simple as that. Another thing is this was Gary Payton II's first preseason game after being out with a hernia of some kind. And props to that dude because I read he had surgery. Gary Payton II had surgery of some kind over the weekend. And I'm assuming it was relatively minor, but still any kind of surgery and to come out and, you know, have the bounce and the energy and play like he did. Gary Payton is a man on a mission and it's going to be close. It's going to be close between him, Avery Bradley and saving money, (laughs) keeping that 15th roster spot open and not having to pay luxury tax and leaving it open for maybe somebody else down the road. But here's a scenario that I could see. I could see them keeping Avery Bradley on a non-guaranteed. And then if something happens to him, you know, because he's so injury prone, I could see them cutting him and then seeing if Gary Payton is still available. You know, I mean, unless another team saw him tonight and decides to put him on their roster, I can see that being the MO the Warriors move forward with at this point. Me personally, again, it not being my money, it being Joe Lacob's money. I definitely want one of those guys, and I lean towards Peyton just because I like his story. And, you know, you root for the underdog, and nothing against Avery Bradley, but just the sheer ability that Gary Payton has, you know, his extra bounce, his ability to throw it down, move a little bit more quickly, and his lack of injuries, right? Like I've mentioned that before, that's a big deal. I mean, the hernia thing, I mean, that that's, you know, that's a freak injury. That's not like a busted ankle, busted knee, whatever. It's a big concern, right? Because if you have Avery Bradley, even if he's defensive-minded, he's old. And he's only 30, right? Like, Gary Payton II is 28. But Avery Bradley is an old 30. And when push comes to shove, especially early in the season, when they play guys like LaMelo Ball, Trey Young, John Morant, the trio of guards in Sacramento, Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, any of those dudes, you're going to want somebody who can put a body on them, slow them down. If you put Steph on them too much, you invite foul trouble potentially. You know, we'll see. We'll see. This final game against Portland on Friday is going to be huge. You know, who knows how much Dame Lillard and CJ play, but that's an opportunity for both these guys, Bradley and Peyton, to show what they can do against two very offensively potent players. 
I mean, it was funny in this Lakers game, Bradley didn't come in until late in the fourth quarter. And you could tell he felt a little bit of urgency. He was active. He was out there picking Austin Reeves' pocket. He was throwing lobs to Jordan Bell. He was just trying to do as much as he could because, I mean, he really wants this, you know? In all honesty, I've said this already, but whoever proves themselves as a better fit is fine with me. I'm pulling for Gary Payton. He's hungry, man. He's hungry. You could tell. He's out there and he is hustling. And you can see that he just, even though he's just two years younger than Bradley, he moves better and he just looks like a more vibrant player out there. But I think they need to fill that 15th spot just to have somebody you can throw out there on D against point guards and smaller scoring guards. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A couple other things. It was nice seeing Otto Porter Jr., diving to the ground again. Although I don't know if I wanted to do that in the preseason, especially because he is so stiff and fragile, but good on him for having that moxie. And I don't know if it was like the national spotlight, but the Warriors just look crisp. You know, they look crisp on their cutting, on their passing. You don't see people hold the ball too much. And I'll be honest, like (laughs) you don't miss Kelly Oubre grabbing the ball, standing there, dribbling around. You don't miss, I mean, Kent Bazemore, good dude, seems like, but it was nice to see him step out of bounds for another team. I mean, he did that so much last year for the Warriors that, hey, you know, honestly, like, I don't think the Warriors miss him too much. I mean, of course, like, in terms of being a ball hawk on the defensive side, but hopefully they fill that role in another way. But yeah, the Warriors just have definitely good buy-in from all the dudes. You know, such a good mix of players in terms of like where they are in their careers and their skills and what they're being asked to do. People have said in the past, right, this beautiful game that the Warriors play, it's fun. Bielitsa, it's probably fun for him. Otto Porter Jr., it's probably fun for him. It makes the game easier, and it's a great situation for guys who are trying to really stake their claim back into the league. I'd rather have Otto Porter Jr. or Nemanja Bielitsa shooting a three than Kelly Oubre Jr. or Kent Bazemore. You know what I mean? Like, what? I mean, both Bazemore and Oubre give you more defensively, but just in terms of, like, overall contributions for what this team needs right now and how they fit. It just makes way more sense. Moses Moody had a rough night. I think he was 0 for 7 overall, but you know, that's not a huge deal. Like I've said, you don't expect him to get major minutes initially during the season, but he was out there battling. 
you know, never put his head down. He took good shots. He just missed. And, you know, he's a rookie, 19-year-old kid. So you just want him to keep moving forward. This is what it is, and you move on. He'll hit those shots more often than not in the future. Again, just preseason, and we got one more to go, and then the real the real season starts. I can't believe it's already here, but I'm excited. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Yeah.